Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, presented by Old City Sports Network. I'm your host, Chet, and I'm joined by all of my co-hosts this week with Tyler, Wade, and Jacob. How y'all doing tonight? Pretty good. Who that? There we go. Some who that right off the bat. How's, the, how's our favorite Home Depot employee doing? Um, I'm alive. I, uh, I had an opening shift today, so I'm, I'm a little tired. So. <laughs> I did watch the Saints a little bit, so I did watch it. There you go, there you go. What about what about LSU Wade down there? He went to the LSU <laughs> game. He's got a volleyball match coming up tomorrow. You feeling rest, energized, ready to go? Yeah, definitely uh, feeling ready for tomorrow. We finally got a set win in volleyball, so baby steps. We didn't win the game. We lost two out of three, but we won set number one convincingly, uh, twenty-one to nine. So that was pretty good. And uh, your boy was. All in the sand, making dives left and right. Uh, my abs felt pretty, pretty sore the next morning. So good workout, and yeah, ready to go at it again tomorrow. Uh, I got a little bit of a live audience. I got Lyndon will be in town with his company, and Matt and Mallory are going to come up to to visit and catch a little volleyball uh, while they're at it. So we so will see. Put on our big performance tomorrow. We got yeah. listeners <laughs> of the show ready to rock and roll with Wade. Can't choke. So he's diving all over the place. He's got his X Factor on. He's hey, like, the difference <laughs> was I wore a tank top. So sun's out, guns out. You know. There you go. You got more mobility with those all those huge yeah. biceps are restricted in your shirt. Yeah. So you got to make sure. Under Armour shirt was holding them back. So exactly. So yeah. what's what's the opponent look like tomorrow night? Uh, we're playing a team that's won one game and lost three. We are zero and four, but very close to being one and three. So should be pretty. Evenly matched. Uh, our MVP, Elise, is out on a business Uh-oh. trip. So uh, we have a sub. So it kind of depends how that mystery player um, does. You know? Now, if the mystery player does better than Elise, are you replacing your fiance <laughs> with the better player? My roster spot is safe, though, because it is co-ed and I'm the only guy. So <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So you know how to lock in that that position, unlike uh, some of these NFL players out there today maybe looking for new jobs, aka yes. the kickers. But we'll get into especially that especially special teams. <laughs> yeah, special teams was rough this weekend. 
Um, but yeah, that's uh, we're looking forward to Wade's volleyball um, match tomorrow night. We'll have to get live takes from Lyndon and Chu from our listeners on what they think if Wade's really just pulling our leg or if or if he's uh, out there balling and these teams are just just getting lucky bounces. We might even get um, some video footage for the uh, the TikTok. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. The TikTok. We've I was got supposed to get new... some yesterday at the game, but uh, slipped my mind. You let us down. You're the TikTok <laughs> manager, and he let us down. Maybe next time. Yeah. Then. Speaking of the TikTok, like Wade said, we've got a new TikTok account, isn't it? It's just at Sports Scramble Podcast. Is that yes. the, the handle? Yep. So you'll, we'll be uh, posting clips from our live shows and the, mostly the debates of Tyler and Jacob yelling at each other. We'll figure <laughs> out how to get them uh, fired up this week. Um, there's not much to disagree on. The Saints played great. LSU played great. We're all happy tonight. Uh, Penn State won. So it was an all-around good week for college football. Yeah, Chess just saying that because he went 4-0 in fantasy this well, week. Well, it's not confirmed yet. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the games are still ongoing, but big bounce back from last year where I started out not winning like the first six games uh, of the season. But we're in so many fantasy You're leagues. Welcome. I was like, yeah, appreciate that, Tyler. Constantly checking out like, yeah. oh, I got to check my work league. I got to check the <laughs> podcast league. I got to check our friends league. I got to check the couples league. Like, and I don't conflicts know of interest, you know, like you need a guy in one league and then you're cheering against him for another. And then right. you like the guy because he went to LSU, but he's causing you to lose your matchup. It's like you just kind of go at it. Play out, <laughs> uh, well, and that's what I've got Patrick Mahomes in our league, you know, the big money league. But then I, the guy I'm playing in our work league also has Patrick Mahomes. So it's great for me, but it sucked in there. But I somehow have a 40-point lead going into Sunday night in that league, so I'll take it and just just ride with it and see what happens. Uh, but I guess we can kind of go around the room. How's everybody doing on their fantasy matchup so far? Tyler, what are your leagues looking like? Um, well, I had a 20-point lead going into Sunday night. I have Mike Evans going currently, but it's going to come down to whatever Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy does on Monday night. So it's going to be a bar burner against Matty Ice Jones, so we'll see uh, who takes the cake, but Honestly, if I end up losing, I really don't care. I mean, I have Alvin Kamara and Jamar Chase. I mean, I would go like only three win season and, and spend fifty bucks just to see those two players on my team. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that might be what you do. Performance. You are spending fifty dollars. You were pretty happy with their performance today, though. I know Jamar had a few touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think Alvin got in the end zone, did he? No, he only Alvin had six fantasy busted. points, but it's all right. He'll bounce back. How many receiving yards did he have today? Because I saw a prop. Um, that- I think he had 39 receiving okay. yards today. Yeah, there was a prop bet over under 29 and a half, and I was like, well, that's definitely an over until Jameis Winston was a little slow there to start off the first quarter. Uh, but they, they kind of got it second half and uh, finally found old slant boy Michael Thomas, and uh, we got it rolling. But, Fudge, what's your, uh, what's your fantasy teams doing this week? How many leagues are you in? I know the majority of us are in four. You're just in, in the one. <laughs> I cannot take on any more. It's just too stressful. And I'm like one league and one league only if it doesn't work out, whatever. Uh, I'm currently down – well, it keeps changing every second. I'm down 18 points right now. Um, my last two guys are playing uh, my defensive player, Micah Parsons. Only has one tackle in the second right now. Um, and uh, I've got Leonard Fournette, so uh, hopefully he can get in the end zone. They are in, they're in the red zone right now, so hopefully, hopefully they might hand the ball off to him. So I don't, uh, I don't know. You never know with Tom Brady. Yeah. So uh, it'll it'll be interesting, but yeah, you need playoff Lenny to be regular season Lenny and uh, get rolling yeah. here. What about you, Wade? How's the fantasy teams looking? 
One and three, not three and one. I don't know if it's mirroring, but <laughs> it's mirroring on our side. Yeah, you're okay. three and one on my screen, three. so it's fine. <laughs> one and three, um, most likely. I might go 0 and four, but uh, the one win is in the big money league, uh, which is my South Carolina dynasty league, getting that off to a good start. A little bit of a shaky start. Um, you know, I have the, the Joe and Jamar stack in that that league. So that's fun to watch. I have the Louisiana quartet uh, with Leonard Fournette, Joe Burrow, Alvin Kamara, and Jamar Chase. So that's the bulk go. of my teams and points right there. So fun to watch those guys. I kind of got in a shootout with Chet, but kind of fell off. Uh, it started with the shootout game. until Justin Jefferson touched yeah. the field. <laughs> He just went off this week, putting up 40 for me. So, I mean, it's – Yeah, and my receiver had two points. So, that was that was a mismatch. Um, and then I got beat by my fiancé or currently losing to my fiancé in our couples league. But she had a really nice day. She had 20 points out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and I think 20 out of A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase. So, pretty hard to beat there. Oh, yeah. uh, so, just have to shake back uh, next week. And I just realized I said Justin Jefferson. I have him in a completely different league. That's the whole issue. I'm getting confused. I got all these things going on. Yeah, Jacob has uh, Jay Jettas. Yeah. yeah. I got Jay Jettas over here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looking at, 30, looking at 30, our 30, league. 34.9. Yeah. Looking at our league, I mean, Mahomes and Jonathan Taylor and Pittman were my big guys. And, of course, I didn't even have Cordell Patterson starting. So, uh, he's definitely going in the lineup next week. But that little fantasy football recap was brought to to you from our friends over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing here in Houston. Uh, if you're ever in, in the H-Town, you need to go uh, check them out. They got all different types of beers. Uh, the Lighten Up's a good one. That's one I like to enjoy, especially when watching a football football game. Helps you lighten up a little bit. Um, and they got the best uh, best views in town. It's some of the best pizza. It's actually voted best pizza like in 2019, I think. Maybe wrong on that one, but it was voted best pizza one of these past years. It's uh, It's pretty good. So if you ever uh, if you're in Houston, check out our friends over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Uh, it's located in the Heights, just south of I ten. So, and if you're there, send us a uh, picture on Twitter. Maybe uh, maybe I'll stop by. I can see you and enjoy a beer with one of our fans. So, but kicking off into kind of college football weekend, we had some big upsets. We had some almost upsets. Looking at you, Alabama, they uh, didn't cover our spread. So our parlay this weekend was. One for three. The only one that, that hit was USC uh, with the covering over Stanford. But we lost the Bamba one since they only lost by, or they only won by one point. And we lost the uh, the Florida one since Florida just straight out lost to Kentucky. So, Tyler, what, what are your thoughts on that? I know you're, you're a big gambler now. You and Jacob are hitting the parlays every weekend. They just can't seem to put the money on it. Yeah, this one stung. We literally like had like four like good games like all four of our teams color like mississippi state covered virginia tech covered uh who else covered I, there's just so many teams uh, but alabama was the only one like we were like like literally for hours and hours trying to decide what fifth game you wanted to do i said like do you trust your boys penn state to cover in ohio well they did so i guess we should just put our money on penn state but yeah it sucks uh, we went four out of five so i don't know I'm yeah, uh, I'm losing hope by the week. <laughs> it's shocking that Bamba was the one that didn't cover. Everybody took them as huge favorites, and they eke out a win in Austin. Um, and I want to talk about the college game day experience now with Pat McAfee. What do What do y'all think about old Pat Jacob? You like him on there? He brings a new energy to the show. He brings a completely different flavor to 
college game day, and it is fantastic. I, he's more appealing to the college crowd, I think. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, like, some youth in it, you know? Like, he's going to get somebody, like, fired up. There's going to either be an all-out, like, like rave out there just from Pat McAfee. Like, uh, he literally could be the only guy on stage and them not have a set for college game day, and he could be just there having the time of his life, and those people would be going crazy. So he's just an energy guy, and I think he fits well in there. Uh, I guess, you know, he's the youngest guy on that crew, so I think he's he's in it for the long haul. So Yeah, it, he really embodies – just the, the whole persona. I mean, he's wearing the tank top with the sports coat, the big gold chain, the, the huge belt buckle because they were in Texas. Uh, I mean, and just everything he said, it was like, a did he really just say that? And I Pat, mean, McAfee I, has, Pat McAfee has no filter. And it all, is all the guys on, on the show were just like cracking up. I mean, he had Kirk Herbstreit cussing accidentally, <laughs> and he looked at Kirk and he was like, you know what? I'm very offended that you just said that, Kirk. <laughs> everybody just kind of like stopped for a second and he busted out laughing. I've never oh. seen Desmond Howard laugh so much on, on a college game day. He's normally so serious, but this so is like. Is Lee Corso just doing the the head now? He's not, uh, it's, they're just kind of bringing him on to do the, the mascot head and then McAfee's going to kind of take over his role. I mean, he take, he usually takes breaks throughout the show. Like, we see David Pollock come in on his right. set. I mean, he's, get, he's getting old, and he had a stroke a couple of years back. Uh, so, it's tough to see him, you know, like that uh, on television. So, this might be, like, his final year of Ganda. Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, Cor- Coach Corso is a, is a living legend. Yeah, maybe they'll just keep him, uh, keep him with the, the mascot head. Keep him out of the sun because yeah. I know it gets hot. I mean, the temperature in Austin was, like, 112 on the field i think it was like 92 before the game so yeah, it was a hot one but they cut to one scene they had a texas fan chugging a beer out of his running shoe i mean that shoe was disgusting it looked like he left the bar the night before in those shoes and he cracks open a cold one pours it in there and then throws it back so i gotta ask wade what's the craziest thing you've ever drank a beer out of uh, back from our college days you've uh, you've dabbled in, in some different types of beer uh beer luges Ah oh, no, I only drank Pepsi during college. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> sure. I'm starting a new job tomorrow, Chet. Come on. We don't know who's listening. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I don't know. There's this one one time where you couldn't bring like it was anything but a cup. And uh me and my my boy Cletus from South Carolina, we um got these giant baby bottles from Party City, and they were like 60 ounces. And that thing was like full, you know, constantly getting refilled, I guess, all through the night and um, drinking it, drinking it through the bottle attachment, you know, you know, so uh, you can picture that and I'll spare you the rest of the details. But yeah, I think that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's a, that's a very uh, graphic image that's in my head now, Wade drinking out of a, out of a huge baby bottle. Uh, yeah, that's what I want. yeah, it's typical but, like, some natty light. Giant. <laughs> but those those theme parties are always fun. That's probably four um, ounces. Sixty is an exaggeration, but yeah, like I a mean, big two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, here's a here's a forty ounce water bottle right here. Yeah, so it's, that's it's about right. Big, big old big old uh, bottle of beer that Wade's chugging chugging down. Uh, but so another cool thing has happened at College Game Day. They had the whole Texas uh, men's golf team out there since they were the most recent national champions, and they brought out Scotty Scheffler. Um, everybody knows who Scotty Scheffler is in Austin one of the uh, a living legend now out of Texas. Um, and they, they presented him with the uh, PGA player of the year award 
Um, so I wanted to ask Futch, do you think Scotty was the right guy to win it, or do you think Rory should take it at home? Oh, uh, no, I think Scotty was the right guy. I think overall success throughout the year, I think Scotty uh, by far was, was the guy for it. Um, Rory made a good run towards the end of the year. Uh, but from start to finish, I mean, if we really want to look at it start to finish, I think I think Scotty is is the guy. Uh, and I think he might do that for a very long time. I mean, we could see him being five-time player of the year, you know, in eight years or nine years. Yeah, you know, I, so think I, mean, he's, he's, yeah I think he's – Yeah, he's young. He's, uh, he's shown that he's talented. He can win any tournament out there, you know, as long as he plays well for four days. Um, and he can go back to back some weeks. I mean, so that's uh, that's a plus for him. Yeah, and the only other guy that was uh, number three was Cam Smith, and I don't think anybody was giving Cam Smith the PGA Player <laughs> yeah. of the Year award. Now that he's <laughs> over on the Live Golf Tour, yeah, earned some bridges I, there. I think if he would have stayed, he definitely would have made an argument for the win. Uh, but I mean, the way Scotty played this year, at just kind of bursting on the scene, winning. Uh, in Austin winning uh, – what was that first one that he won? Oh, and, and Phoenix uh, at the Waste Management and then winning the Masters, obviously, and almost winning the championship uh, if he didn't hit that bad bunker shot. Uh, he, very good chance he they could take that to a playoff, and who knows what happens. But I just thought it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, he was totally surprised. He started – you know, got emotional, obviously, tears coming out of his eyes. Uh, and I was like, that's a pretty cool way to announce it. The only – thing that sucked was Rory was across the pond playing in a golf tournament. So imagine finding out middle of a golf tournament, hey, Rory, uh, you didn't win player of the year, but have fun playing in the European DP World Tour tournament. Just keep on going. I think that would have kind of messed with my head a little bit. Is um, it strange Is it strange that Scotty was emotion, more emotional about that than he was about winning the Masters? It's kind of weird Like because there's – like for some strange reason every year there's a bet on whether the winner like cries or cries not, or not. And, yeah. you know, and, and he didn't. And it was like, okay. Everybody was like, everybody thought, you know, cause he's a pretty emotional guy. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. All right. Right. Real men, hey, cry. Real men cry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. real men cry. By that, though. Like, do you have to get a certain volume of tears? To, to I think there's gotta that. be a tear running yeah. down. the cheek. <laughs> I don't think like, you have to fill like a, you know, a measurement. A yeah. <laughs> they got somebody out there with like one of the previous green jacket winners is up underneath Scotty as he's walking. That's some great areas there, there, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Augusta National. They do some crazy things there. Uh, well, I would be surprised. Like point toss, you know, and that's pretty obvious. It's not going to yeah. land on the side. Um, but you, you think, know. what if the winner, you know, Scotty puts some money on it and he, he, he holds back the tears, or he right before he takes it, he just jabs himself uh, in the eye. Be Calvin Ridley. Just, yeah, <laughs> he, might, he might get caught like Calvin Ridley did. Who knows? He's gonna get exported oh. to the live tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna be the new thing. If you if you like have a huge fine that you can't pay, or which uh, obviously they can all pay, him, but something that's just like unforgivable, they deport you to live, and you play out the rest of your days winning at least one hundred twenty grand every tournament. Yeah, I think I'd be getting deported real quick. They win once 120 grand each tournament guaranteed, so it wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a bad thing. And it might shock some people listening to the show, but I feel like the three golfers that next year kind of will run the show. One of them is Scotty. I feel like the other two are up for grabs. I think it's potentially Tony Finau. Um, I think he's one step away, and Cameron Young. 
I think, is yeah. another guy. He's right there, and he kind of lurks in the shadows. It's kind of weird. He's always in that top ten spot when we get to that after that third day. Uh, I mean, we saw him the first well, was, second round I mean, of the he always won it. Yeah, at the Open. Yeah. So or at so. the Brit- yeah the British Open. I mean, he's and he's a he's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, he was a PGA Tour. Yeah, yeah so he'll he it was between him and uh Thagala all rookie of the year, and I'm pretty sure Cam Young's gonna win that one just based on his performance this year. But I don't know about Tony Finau. I mean, yeah, he got hot at the end of the year, but I think uh I think somebody like Will Zalatoris, I mean Tyler's guy, Willie Z, I think is he's definitely <laughs> gonna be like a, a push the, in the next couple of years. So Tyler, you think uh, Willie Z is going to come back from his back injury and uh, be rocking and rolling again, or it's going to take him some time? I think he's going to have to knock off some rust uh, coming off of that injury. I honestly agree with uh, Jacob's top three. I can see Tony Fee now. I think he really uh, ended the year off hot. So. You got him to agree. <laughs> wait, wow. Wait, I mean, no, I, I like Tony Fee now okay. as well. So I think that's going to be your top four uh, for next year for sure. Yeah. And I, I think Rory's always going to be around. I mean, he's one of the best golfers in the world, obviously. Um, but we'll see. I mean, he's playing right now in the DP World Tour. He, I mean, golf doesn't really – I mean, yeah, the season starts in like two weeks. Uh, but the like season season, I mean, nobody really starts paying attention until the Masters. That's when all the big yeah. games come out. And then you kind of start getting some of the bigger tournaments. That's when I start paying attention is the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got the pres- President's Cup coming up in two weeks. Uh, and I need to do some more research. And I, I – Told y'all before the show, but we can talk about it a little bit more next week, kind of preview it. But I mean, the USA is heavily favorited right now. They're at minus 500 to win, and it's probably going to move to minus 1,000. So, all you listeners out there, if you're looking to put a little money on the USA to win the President's Cup, I do it now before it's pretty much just a irrelevant bet. I hope, um, I hope that Billy Horschel and Ian Poulter are matched up. I want them to have a fight on the just golf course. Just because, like, I want to see them absolutely duke it out like some Happy Gilmore and Bob Barker, like, just yeah. punching each other in the face. That, yeah, that- I don't know if uh, if Wade and Tyler, if y'all saw this, but they had a video come out this week of them at the tournament on the putting course. And, of course, Billy Horschel is very anti-Liv. I mean, he's almost as anti-Liv as Tyler is over here. Oh, and that's a man I can Bolter, get with. Yeah, Ian Bolton. <laughs> also, Billy Horschel is just a, like, a psychopath. I mean, the stuff this man says, he's insane. Uh, but then you've got Ian Poulter, who obviously was one of the first guys to go to live. I'm glad he's there because his pants were just horrendous. He wore the worst pants on the PJ Tour. Um, but they were – there's no audio to the video, but they're visibly, like, screaming at each other and very animated with the hands. Uh, and I think that this going to – if they're paired up, like, coming down the, the stretch and uh, in the President's Cup – it's going to – well, I guess they can't be paired up on the President's Cup because Ian Poulter's uh, gone to live. But in one of these future tournaments, the DP World Tour, it's uh, it's going to get a little little feisty on, on there. So it's definitely something to follow. Yeah, Ian um, Poulter's pants, I, I feel like the longitude and latitude, I feel like I look for my house on his pants sometimes. So, but uh, we, we haven't talked about golf uh, in a while on the show. So before we, we jump back to football, anybody play golf this weekend? I haven't asked y'all in a little while. We got three uh, no's. I didn't even play. Well, you went, went got to the simulator. Yeah, way to the clubs now. Jeez. Yeah, I haven't purchased them yet, but I think I am going to be the new owner of some uh, Ping G425s. Let's and, go. Um, 
hit them pretty solid uh, after they did, you know, some adjustments on the loft, um, club head placement and all that. But, uh, yeah, it felt good to swing some stiff shafts and just rocket the ball up the middle on the simulator at least. I don't know if that will translate to the course, but um, felt pretty good to, to go over there and do that. Well, you need to get those clubs so we can get another whack scheduled so we can uh, take on these two guys again because we, yes. we need a little bit of a redemption here. Uh, but I guess we can throw it to another one of our sponsors. Our golf talk was brought to you by Righteous Felon Beef Jerky. I don't know if you can see that clearly. Ah, uh, the pudding. It's there exactly. in person. I've got the Baby Blues Barbecue. Uh, some nice little bull on the front. That doesn't sound very doesn't. intense. You need the, the Reaper. Well, this one's the sweet barbecue blend of habanero and serrano. You can give us a live taste test right now. Okay, I'll give you a live taste test. We've got a little bit of ASMR going on. Hey, give us a I, I ate the, I'll be honest with you. I ate the majority of the jerky, so there's only uh, a little bit of a little bit of. One more wouldn't hurt. You can tell it was open, though. So. Yeah, I mean, I ate it before the show. but So I'll good that Chet ate the whole bag. I did eat the whole bag once today. Oh. Uh, Ooh, got a little. It's got a little bit of hints of habanero there at the end. It's what kind of kind of gets you. But I mean, it's a. It's a. I ordered three bags. I got uh, some turkey jerky. That's actually. It's got like an oregano basil seasoning on it. It's pretty interesting. And the other bag I haven't opened yet, but it's one of the spicier ones. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll have it for next week's show. But I'll go ahead and throw up the discount code. If you go on over to righteousfelon.com, you can use code OCSN to get fifteen percent off. And they actually do a thing. If you want more than one bag, uh, you can order like the bundle and it, they give you a little bit of a discount on that. And then you can use our promo code as well and get another 15% off. So uh, we're all about saving money here at Sports Scramble. We're always trying to save money. We're always trying to win money with our parlays. It never works out. So that's why we got to save money and use some of these promo codes. Just one. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll kick it back to uh, college football and the breaker of Jacob and Tyler's parlay, Alabama. Narrowly beating Texas in Austin, twenty to nineteen, on a field goal with like forty seconds left. What a you know Alabama struggled a lot offensively. Defense looked pretty solid. I mean Texas looked great out of the gate. And Quinn Ewers gets hurt, and he's out what four to six weeks with a uh, shoulder strain or something like that. Tyler, yeah, uh, it was like a MCL joint sprain, something like that. Uh, but. It was the same, uh, you know, like the flashback, you know, how they were doing on college. The habanero just hit me. Like back in like the 2009 National Championship Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy got injured in the first quarter. And what happens again when they play Alabama? Quinn Ewers gets hurt in the first quarter. And I have to say it, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, I think Texas wins this game by at least two touchdowns. They were rolling. They were dominating them. Like. He was putting every pass yeah. on the money, and I was shocked. I was like, okay, Bama, yeah. you ever going to show up and play? Yeah. Um, but, you know, in typical I mean, Alabama fashion, they get some calls their way, some penalties against Texas, and they end up driving down the field and kicking a field goal. It wasn't a malicious play. I mean, it was just a – it was a throw and hit. I mean, it wasn't really – it wasn't late. It wasn't – they threw a flag, and I think they reacted a little bit too yeah. much to what the crowd was like and right. how he reacted. Yeah. But he was injured. So I I don't think a flag was warranted there. I mean, ultimately, Texas didn't punch the ball in there. And that if they punch the ball in there, I mean, who knows? They might hold on. Uh, it, it it just – you never know. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that something like that happens, but it is football. And, I mean, we talked about all off season about how 
or at least Texas talked about, you know, who's going to be the starter? Is it going to be Quinn Ewers? Is it going to be Hudson Card? Who's it going to be? And, uh, I mean, Hudson Card had an opportunity to prove himself. What people don't realize is he played majority of that second half hurt. Yeah, so, yeah. he was a limit yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Was, Bama I mean, was just teeing off on him. Yeah. So, I mean, and at the end of the game there, Bama's driving down the field. I didn't understand why Texas led up on pressure. Uh, they were kind of letting Bama throw little check down passes. And that's the one thing I complain about in college football is that I saw it time and time again all weekend. These teams go down and they kick a field goal with two minutes or under two minutes remaining. And all of a sudden they start stepping back. We'll play five yeah, yards deeper. Yeah, defense. Yeah. I mean, why not go up and challenge them? Like, the chances of them beating you deep are slim to none. Most teams are not going to throw the ball deep in that stage. So, I mean, because if they don't complete it, they lose the game. I mean, they can throw a little check down the game long. They had the entire game, they were, they were pressuring Bryce Young. He didn't look like he won the Heisman last year. I mean, he looked like a mediocre quarterback. And then, like you said, they kick a field goal to go up. They start playing prevent defense, try to prevent the big play. Well, you prevented the win. I mean, you, you start – I know at the beginning of that drive, they were bringing heat on him, and he was scrambling all over the place, and he was making – I mean, he was making great plays. He was making Heisman quarterback plays in the last 40 seconds of the game. Yeah, his so receivers they, they, weren't also helping him either. But I mean, we like going yeah. back to last year, like so many years, you know, you had guys like Jalen Waddell and then Jamison Williams and John Mechie. Now you, you don't even have a guy – like that anymore. I mean, we you yeah, have I didn't Burton. Even recognize any of that. Yeah, yeah, Burton there. I mean, their main receiver was Jameer, Jameer Gibbs coming out of the backfield. He kind of reminded me of an Alvin Kamara type player. But I mean, yeah, you got to give it to Bryce Young and what he did on that last drive. He really took over. And I knew that Texas yeah. lost that game. I mean, a minute 29 was just too much yeah, time for this Bama offense. And uh, hey, you got to give it to Alabama's kicker, Will Riker. He nailed that thing. And they called timeout too. And he pretty much, you know, Banged it in from uh, like two for two, unlike some of these NFL kickers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, never had a kicker. Yeah, they got one. It's been, a, it's been a problem for them for for several years. He didn't miss a single field goal last year. Yeah, and potentially Bama isn't in field goal range. Had that corner that come down to blitz. Yeah, cotton the tackle on Bryce Young in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, close. Texas didn't miss a tackle all game long. Yeah. I mean, they were piling. Missed the, missed the one that mattered, though. The yep. one that mattered at the very end. I mean, that would have put them way outside of field goal range, and there's no way. I mean, granted, Alabama had one timeout left, but if you up the pressure like that and you just sack Bryce Young, I mean, you take a lot of what Alabama can do out of their playbook and, you know, at you might win at that. I mean, that that's the one play. I can't say that makes the ultimate difference, and that's what turns that L into a W, but it it, uh, it very well could have been a, a turning play there late to win that game. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting in a sports bar with – there was a lot of Texas fans around me, and, of course, they were all, woo, hooting and hollering when they kicked that field goal. We're going to win the game. There's only a minute, 20 seconds left. I was like, guys, y'all don't know Alabama like I do. They're going to drive down the field. They're going to kick a field goal, and they're going to get out of here with a win. There's going to, mm-hmm. there's, something's going to happen, and Bama's going to drive down there, and they're going to win the game. It happens all the time. Um, and sure enough, that's what happened. I felt bad for him. I really did. I was, And at that point, our parlay of them covering the spread was out the window. I was hoping Texas was going to knock them off because I wanted to see someone take them down. Uh, but, I mean, the way they played, it looked slow. I figured they'd come out of the second half and just blow the doors off them because I knew Nick Saban was going to get a hold of them. 
Uh, but it didn't happen, and they waited until the last 40 seconds. Bryce Young drove down the field. They trusted their bam- their kicker, which was a shocker. Like I said, they finally have a kicker. Uh, so that lost them a lot of games in the previous – well, I say a lot. I lost them some big games in the previous years. Uh, but they got their kicker now, and uh, he put that one through the uprights. But well, I wanted to ask – go ahead, Jacob. One thing. Let me tell you, if Alabama plays like that the rest of the season, they're going to get exposed. So oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to lose to Tennessee – they're going to lose to – they probably would lose to Ole Miss. They're probably going to lose to LSU, let's be real. Yeah. It, it yeah like they slipped that one in there. The one opponent that they would get exposed to is Arkansas. Right Arkansas now, looks pretty – I mean, Alabama could be a two- or three-loss team at the end of the year if they keep playing like that. Yeah. We've, we've basically seen that their receivers struggle in big games. They can't hold on to the ball for some reason. Um, Butterfingers – over there, but yeah, I, and ultimately we could see Alabama get exposed in years to come. I mean, Texas and and Oklahoma are going to join the party here soon, mm-hmm. and recruits are going to start going other places in the SEC. Hey, when's our chance? You know, Alabama's had their time. You know, now right. it's our time. And that was kind of Texas. That was their motto going in. I mean, that's why they nailed all these big recruits. Uh, it. it like B. John Robinson, that guy was a nobody at one point and turns out, you know, he is Texas offense. So right. I mean, it's uh, it very well could be a turning point in college football right now. And Alabama could be a team sitting four or five come, you know, 12 team playoff and, and have yeah. to play a, a first round game. Yeah. They may not be one of those teams that's locked into that first round by, um, I wanted to ask, with how they played this week, do y'all think that it was just a hiccup? You know, they go to Austin, it's it's super loud. Uh, Will Anderson said it was the loudest stadium he's ever played in, but I guess he hasn't played in a full uh, Death Valley or a full uh, Tennessee Stadium, anything like that. With He's a junior, so he had his freshman year was COVID year. Last year was still a little iffy. Uh, so, he'll. Uh, I think that... Some of these SEC stadiums will definitely take down uh, what he heard this weekend. But do you think with the way they played this weekend, was it just a hiccup in the road, or is SEC West wide open to a, to a new team? I think it's open. I think Arkansas, as Tyler said, seems to be the, the early season darling. You know, they've taken care of business. Offense looks like it's moving quite well. And uh, defensively, I think, you know, they'll do just enough. Um I wouldn't uh, bet against Alabama quite yet, though. I mean, they kind of got their wake-up call without getting a loss, which is about all you can ask yeah. for. So, you know, Nick Saban was very upset, and he's going to get those guys turned around. But, you know, as Jacob said, maybe the talent's just not there as it usually is, and maybe they are susceptible to a, a loss or two. Um, you know, Tennessee looks really good on the east, and they will have to play – on the road against Tennessee. Uh, we found out Texas A&M might not be all they were cracked up to be preseason. Um, you know, Mississippi State's kind of a team that I underestimated, um, and I think that they could find a groove. And uh, Ole Miss, we know that offense is going to be pretty elite. So it's as even as it's ever been. And, uh, you know, LSU doesn't have a conference loss either, so they shouldn't, you know, sulk or anything. So. I mean, with the way they played this, I know we played Southern, but with the way they played this week, I've got high hopes going into next week. With the what Jaden Daniels just looked posed, the offensive line played a lot better. 
but we, we'll uh, we'll get into our LSU breakdown here in, in, in a few minutes. But I saw a meme on Twitter that uh, said, come Monday morning uh, at the Alabama football facility. It was a like an 18-wheeler vehicle transport car. And it had a bunch of Dodge Challengers, Chargers, Porsches all lined <laughs> up on it. And it was like, next time it's going to be taking all their cars and they, they're taking them back to the dealership because these things ain't being used anymore. Uh, Tyler, host of Southeastern Sports Talk, our SEC show. What, uh, what do you think? Alabama is releasing their control of the SEC West? Well, I just think going back to Saturday's game, this was like the most uncharacteristic I've seen this team. They had like 13 penalties and over 100 yards of penalties. Nick Saban is about to tear their butts. Until you know what running for this, this weekend, but good thing they get a tune-up game uh, this weekend against Louisiana Monroe because I just I think they they definitely need to work out some kinks and like Will Anderson like didn't even have that great of a game like I don't even think the announcers Gus Johnson even said his name at all I think the only time they said it was when he went off sides like three or four times it was just very uncharacteristic play from one of the best uh, college players uh, so hopefully uh, this wakes them up so. Yeah, they're going to have Arkansas on the road coming here in the next couple of weeks. So they get Vanderbilt to open up SEC play, which they should win that very handily. But, yeah, I think that Arkansas and Mississippi State are the two top teams in the West right now. I know that Mississippi State has a very tough schedule, but that offense can beat anyone. I just think that their defense is is veteran bunch. And Arkansas, I mean, you beat – I mean, Cincinnati and South Carolina to open up the season, and they beat South Carolina pretty handily. I know that the score says 44-30, to 30, but Arkansas absolutely dominated that game. And then the East, I mean, I know that Kentucky, man, this is a team that, you know uh, – now- As soon as we give up on them, they, they bring us right back uh, in. I never gave up. I never gave up on this the is, boys in blue. Yeah, this is now, you know, like a number nine ranked team. I'm still high on Tennessee in the East. I know that Georgia – I think that Georgia and, like, it's pretty much the only team that hasn't really shown, like, any weaknesses. I don't know if Oregon was just a, a very bad team, so we'll have to see uh, whenever Georgia opens up SEC play what they do. But I think the West right now is open. By like Wade said, you can't bet against Nick Saban quite yet. Yeah, well, I agree I, with I don't, I don't think you can – I mean, tell you to mention, I mean, Ole Miss is a team also that really hasn't had any problems yet. Yeah, just played all well, out. They haven't played anybody, so blowout football. Yeah, but they're. I'm saying their offense looks really good. I mean, yeah. if I think their offense is more well rounded than what Texas was. I, I mean, think, if, yeah, you know, if they have a defense to put together, Ole Miss, statistically speaking, has never really had a defense, uh, and it's always been big shootouts. I mean, I don't know if Alabama has the receivers this year to contend for big shootouts. Yeah. Uh, so if that's what it comes down to, uh, very well could be. That could be the game for the SEC West. I mean, that that one or uh, Alabama and Arkansas, I mean, that, that really could be. And it's in Fayetteville. Yeah. Those are two big games that Alabama has to play both of them on the road yeah. this year. So, yeah. I mean, Texas gave you the like the recipe to all the other SEC schools of how you beat this team. You beat this team going vertically. I mean, Quinn Ewers was taking deep shots uh, in the first quarter. And that's how you beat Alabama. That's how you beat Alabama and Nick Saban the past years. And you also have to have a defense. I mean, this Texas defense, I mean, outplayed Alabama, and that does not happen uh, very often. So I think their first, you know, potential loss again can come uh, in Arkansas and Fayetteville. I think that Arkansas's defense, uh, especially with Bumper Pool in the middle, he's the middle linebacker for them, and they got some really good corners. They have Dwight McLaughlin, the LSU transfer, that – 
played pretty good throughout uh, the first two games. So I think that the SEC as a whole is wide open. I know that Georgia looked good, but I think that the East, you know, Kentucky and, and Tennessee don't count them out quite yet. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's finally SEC's – I mean, it's always good football, but it's, you know, typically Alabama goes to Arkansas, and it's just a routing of Arkansas. 45 to nothing. But, yeah, but this year it's it's going to be uh, something something fun to watch. Yeah. And so if you want detailed analysis of all SEC football games, you can check out Tyler and Wade's show on Tuesday nights, Southeastern Sports Talk. Catch it on Facebook, Twitter. Or our Twitter will be, we'll be broadcasting it uh, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock. And, uh, and you can ask the boys any questions there. They are the SEC masterminds. Mm. Um, kinda, <laughs> I mean, this kind of ties into one of the SEC games. I was saying that for somebody. myself. Oh. <laughs> Tyler yeah. is the glue that holds us together. That and with Coast to Coast. So. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Jacob can carry his own over there on that show. Jacob knows everything else outside of the SEC. He's our... He's our regional experts. We're regional yeah. experts. He's our national <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, going ar- across the country, we had some big upsets this weekend in college football. Uh, you had Marshall take down no- number eight, Notre Dame. Pretty single-handedly, they uh, kind of dominated that game the majority of the time. Um, Washington State upset number 19, Wisconsin. And the one that I called, Appalachian State, taking down number six, Texas A&M. So what are, what are your thoughts on uh, a little chaos early on in the season, Jacob? Uh, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I, I oh, I saw, love the upsets. It's the yeah. best thing to watch in football. I kind of saw it coming, especially with Texas A&M. I'm so sick and tired of people talking. Will this finally shut people up where they <laughs> keep talking going about the number one recruiting class in the nation? <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, but they still play like they're the 140th ranked team in the country. They're terrible. <laughs> They played awful in a team that, you know, where most guys would be the second string for A&M, destroyed them on the line of scrimmage uh, and absolutely ran the show. I mean, they got to they got to uh, the quarterback constantly. I thought we would what see – name, like King Hayes or Hayes King? King. Like yeah, yeah, Hayes King. He only had like 97 yards passing that game. I thought mm-hmm. Max Johnson would make an appearance – because he was awful, Haynes King was awful, and, and just could Better not get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was weird. So I don't know if Max Johnson would have been any better against that that app that. I'm just puzzled because I'm watching State went up like 500 yards to North Carolina. Like Appalachian State is that upset team every year, dating back to when they upset Michigan. What like 15 years ago? Every year, there's a team that they come in and they just shock them. I mean, it's just it's just what they do. I mean, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter last week against um, North Carolina, and they didn't need to score 40 points this week, but they got they got the job done. Uh, it and I was I was kind of happy to see Texas A&M get knocked down too because that's all you hear about is how high and mighty Jimbo Fisher is and the number one recruiting class in the nation because they paid every single one of those players. Uh, millions of dollars, and they finally got uh, kicked down some. Could you imagine so, that? Could you imagine if Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher both lost in week two of the regular season after they both threw hissy fits at each other all off season? That would have been karma at its finest. It would have been absolute like carnage to the SEC West. So it would it wouldn't have been great. But yeah. uh, Tyler, what do you think on Notre Dame getting beat by Marshall? 
Man, Notre Dame's offense just looked inept once again. We saw uh, their struggles against an Ohio State defense with Jim Knowles. I mean, Ohio State's defense uh, was an up-and-down defense in 2021 with Jim Knowles. Uh, it was kind of, you know, that first game, Notre Dame of Ohio State's defense. Is it is it going to be good enough to, to win the Big Ten in the college football playoff? It doesn't look like we'll have to wait until they get into Big Ten play because – Tyler Buckner had like two picks, and one of them was a pick six. And uh, man, Marshall Sunbelt Funbelt once Thunder again. Thunder and heard, baby. App State uh, beating uh, Texas A&M, South Alabama. I know this was an upset, but they were five point underdog going to Central Michigan. They won thirty-one to seventeen over there. Uh, and then you know you had Marshall over Notre Dame uh, as well. So. I mean, I uh, guess uh, Notre Dame fans are going to have to wait for old uh, Marcus Freeman, their beloved new head coach, to get their first, uh, uh, you know, win. So I guess you're missing Brian Kelly, aren't you, Irish fans? Yeah, all, they're all yeah, hating on Brian man. Kelly. Uh, I mean, they've been taking shots at me, so I'm going to take right back. In Texas A&M, I saw a graphic. Kevin Sumlin and Jimbo Fisher has the same record, 35-16. and 16, So Aggie fans, enjoy another 7-5-8-4 season. <laughs> Tyler hates his Aggies. I do. Um, I mean, I'm so like over oof. them. Like all their over high, like number six in the country for what? Their defense, and then you have offense out there. Payne's king, and you think you know you had like Desmond Howard pick them to win the national title. Well, I guess yeah, Desmond Howard doesn't know what in the world. Who, well, yeah. who were his four that he picked? It was yeah. like but I love the upsets, and I'm glad that College Game Day is going to Boone this weekend for App State Troy. Good for them. Everything's bigger in Texas, except for the offense, you know? Yep. Well, so, so, yeah, you mentioned Troy. We saw Troy take down LSU a few years. Uh, We were at that game. Wade was also at a – I was a little worried, potential upset with all the ones going on Saturday. LSU taking on Southern. (laughs) First time in program history. Great position. Rouge. Yeah, there was no chance of an upset. The only upset was me getting upset at the concessions lady for taking 40 minutes to give me my food. And we scored like 30 points when I was on the line. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I wanted to get your takes on the game. First first game in uh, Death Valley this year. What, what were the vibes like? Was the crowd into it? How long did you stay? Did you leave after the first quarter? What, what was going on? <laughs> no, the crowd was definitely in it. Um, pretty much, I mean, they said it was a sellout, which, you know, I guess they sold all the tickets from the school. Um, probably... I would say over 90,000 people there, Um, you know, some empty seats in the corners and as you got in the upper deck, but um, the lower bowl was uh, jam packed and both teams really had a lot of spirit and fans and um, it was cool to see. And once the game kicked off literally on the first play, it was all LSU. Um, But then when they got to halftime, uh, there was a real good show. Uh, Southern is known for their band, so they did a the human performance. Jukebox. I thought it was impressive. They did a formation where they did the score at the halftime. So, like, there's no way to rehearse that. I mean, Wait, and it wasn't a traditional that? score. It was 51. That, that's kind of rough to make the, the, yeah. the team's band do that. I think they do that for every game. So no, they do it. It's like one of their traditions. But, yeah. Okay. Dang, but, they, get, know, they get routed out there. <laughs> you got to go out there and put up they, a They might have tried like, zero. you know, 35 to 7 or 35 nothing. But yeah, 51, you don't, they had to kind of You don't practice all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But it was a real good show. And, uh, yeah, then people started to leave after the show. But it was cool that, you know, the fans stuck around for that. Um and supported. We left um 
after Nussmeyer threw a backwards helicopter. He looked like Max Johnson out there. <laughs> he didn't take too many notes from Jacob's so, boy yeah. over at A&M. I would say that, um, you know, that kind of puts Nussmeyer in the doghouse. That would be one takeaway from the game. I mean, college football is a, a sport of two to three year spurts. So I don't think Brian Kelly would be reluctant to, or hesitant rather, to um, – pull the red shirt on Walker Howard if he feels like he's the best chance we have at backup. I mean, you can't have a guy make that kind of pass, you know, in a, a critical yeah. situation. And I understand he's out there playing with the twos at that point, but still, like – Southern had their backups awesome. in too. Like, you can't yeah. do that. <laughs> he looked terrible. Um, I think the whole quarterback battle, it may have been a, a real thing. A uh, little uh, – I brought this up to a big mic. Actually, we were watching the game together. It's it's become a tradition now. We didn't go to the to the LSU bar to watch the game. He came to my house, so I think we're gonna have to watch it at my house every week from now on. Um, but we, uh, I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm a stereotypical LSU fan. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. He's already talked about this. Whenever we were in college, you moved couch from couch. Whenever exactly, if we're doing bad, I moved from (laughs) this striped couch. I wore the same jersey to every LSU game I went to in the 2019 season. Your, uh, I washed Jamal it. Jamal Adams jersey. My Jamal Adams jersey I wore it to every Splash. single game in 2019. Uh, what's his name? Trey the Palmer. Back. Jeremy Hill. Oh, Jeremy Hill. Oh, I got yeah. it when Jamal was there, so it was Jamal Adams jersey. Um, what we were saying was either – obviously, Miles Brennan didn't fit the scheme of the new offense. Um, he's a slower quarterback, not a dual threat, uh, especially with our lack of uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? Lack of experience in the offensive line. You need a mobile quarterback out there. Uh, but it really worries me that he was the third string behind Garrett Nussmeyer because uh, old G-Dog did not look very good. Yeah, Nussmeyer's so, got the wheels, but that's about it. He can sling it. Yeah. He had one really good pass to Neighbors. Yeah, and I was happy to see Malik Neighbors bounce back after uh, after last week. So the man, kept, he, he held his chin up high, and he went back out there, and he made some big plays. Oh, and, and finally, I will say – uh, Boutte or Booty, as we call him. That's now, what I, I was about to touch on. Uh, he looked like a good teammate out there. I know that I, I didn't watch any of the TV footage, so that probably didn't pick up on it. But after a lot of the plays, especially the touchdowns, he was, you know, celebrating. And you know, they got him a little bit more involved in the offense as well. But he, he seemed like he embodied that number seven, you know, like being right a good yeah, teammate. Good. Yeah, good he player. definitely bounced back from what he did last week just body language wise for sure um wait are we going to see you at any more lsu games uh going further yeah i got my uh season passes kind of figured that out um so hopefully we can keep going to games uh this week against mississippi state really looking forward to that and uh maybe we can get you guys in town for something uh down the road yeah, maybe we can get the sports ramble we'll come in. We'll have a, a the whack part two in Baton Rouge. We'll go play the LSU course. Really make it interesting. Oh, yeah. We might not uh, want to video that one. You don't want to play at uh, Santa Maria. Uh, okay, I'd rather Santa Maria. I okay. give you that. Uh, Me too. I know they, they opened up the bluffs <laughs> again. Uh, they were working on that. Or Dumas was a good one. There's a lot of good courses in Baton Rouge. A lot better than the LSU. You can play uh, Beaver Creek. Yeah, that would be fun too. We City played on a Park, Friday evening. <laughs> yeah, City Park play a little nine hole course. Jacob will probably drive. Jacob will probably every hole out. That every could be the Friday around. night uh, round, you know. Yeah. Park. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have to make a trip down there this season uh, to get another round in. 
I'll be uh, there sits... for plenty of games. I'll be I'll be there for plenty. Yeah, of Jacob games. has uh, good seats, by the way. He's sitting over there quiet while we're all talking LSU. He gets uh, <laughs> he's got a good deal. Yeah, I, I got a good little deal. So yeah, I, I'm sitting uh, I'm sitting on the opposite side of the student section. So like on the other end zone. Uh, so it, it's nice. Yeah. I, I like going to the games. I'm not your stereotypical LSU fan. I was kind of adopted in. So, He's uh, not your diehard bleeds purple and gold. Hey, this like is a big week for you. You get to play the SEC, you know, with uh, Auburn. They're not that yeah, great. So I thought about going to the game, and I said, well, Auburn's not that far away. I said, it's a four-and-a-half-hour drive. I said, why not? And uh, I went to go buy tickets, and tickets to sit in the Penn State visitors area – which are normally the cheaper tickets because hey, all these people got to come and travel, and right, it's a far it's a far trip from Pennsylvania. Sure. Tickets were a hundred and eighty five dollars a piece. I said there is no way that I'm driving four and a half hours to. Yeah, Auburn. get a hotel room in Auburn. Yeah, get a hotel. That's room. like a four hundred dollar trip right there. Easy. Hey, that's that's, that's a lot more than four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, there's there's just no way I'm going to do something like that. I'm glad I have the weekend off, or the Saturday off at least. So I'll watch the game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. I, I think it's I think it's time. I, the one thing – I guess I'll talk about Penn State for a second. I was about uh, to say, we, we're, we'll give you your, your 30 corner. seconds allotted for the Penn State football. My spotlight. Um, the we are corner. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think the biggest thing is – What's going to happen going forward now that you're playing teams like Auburn and now you're going to get into Big Ten play after uh, true Big Ten play at least? I think the the biggest thing is is who's going to be a good running back. Penn State hasn't had a dominant running back since Barkley uh, left, so and it's been a number of years. So I think it's time. I think Nick Singleton is the guy to step up. Uh, he was on fire against Ohio, breaking off a 70-yard touchdown run uh, and has crazy wheels for as small as he is. He's so fast. And uh, I think he, I think it's good that he gets touches. I know Penn State likes to play a little two-running back system, but I think going forward, I think he's going to be the primary back. And the biggest thing is, is they need to get the running game, the running game excuse me, going against Auburn. Uh, you can't be one-dimensional against that team. I know they haven't played anybody yet, and they've hung up a 40 spot twice. Uh, but I, I think that Penn State is the more well-rounded team. Uh, and stopping Tank Bigsby is going to be the biggest thing. Uh, it, it, he's still there. I thought he was gone, but no, he's still there. He's been uh, there for a while. That guy's a truck, by the way. Uh, so I, I think he's a tank. He missed a good opportunity. His, his name is literally Tank Bigsby. There, but you missed the opportunity. Missed the opportunity. Thank we you. can cut the audio and put it back in. <laughs> yeah, well, I just it. dub over Tank instead of Everyone. instead of truck. No, I I do think that if Penn State wants to win this game, and the biggest thing is Sean Clifford. I I feel like he's the big guy for Penn State, and if he doesn't prove himself. People are crying wolf that it's time for the freshman, and he proved that he can throw the ball and sling it with the best of them uh, against Ohio. I know it wasn't you know, top competition, but, I mean, throwing 50-yard touchdown passes, making it look like nothing, uh, is pretty impressive from an 18-year-old kid at the college level. Yeah, so it'll, I think Penn State Auburn's going to be a good game. They played last year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they, they did. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah. yeah. 
Well, now no you got TJ no Finley as your, as your yeah, starting quarterback. You got TJ Finley so. to, to work with now. We'll see. Keep in mind, TJ Finley has as many interceptions as Sean Clifford, and Sean Clifford has as many interceptions as TJ Finley has touchdowns. So TJ Finley has one touchdown and four interceptions on the year, and Sean Clifford has four touchdowns and one interception. Oh, that's a little interesting <laughs> fact there right, from, right. from our pencil. Right. Uh, but I'm going to start a new segment since I've dubbed myself as the upset specialist, and I'll give my upset pick, and I'll I'll get a see if y'all agree with me. Uh, but this new upset specialist segment is brought to you by Norse Beards. You can head on over to norsebeards.com, enter promo code OCS, 25% off all your beards with these. I actually got my beard oil I've been talking about for weeks. Got it in last week, been using it. The beard's looking nice. It gives it a nice shine when you apply it before going out. Um, I see Futch has got a little bit of stubble growing there since Penn State hasn't lost. We'll see if he keeps it for next week. Tyler's rocking the stash and the goatee. Wade just does doing the same thing. Wade's got a clean shave tomorrow morning. You know, we got to see what the new exactly. Wade's got the new job. He's starting. He's got a corporate policy. Yeah. So, uh, but if you head on over to NorseBeards.com, use our promo code, get you twenty five percent off. Um, They got all sorts of scented flavor stuff. I just got the plain old original. Uh, My face last time I used it, a a scented beard oil. It kind of got all itchy, and I was like, I got to try this stuff first. Got the original, no smell to it, so I can, you know, just put it on and get it nice and clean. Um, they have, like, a beard wash and all that stuff. I just use soap, but I'm, I'll probably start using a beard wash and get it nice and nice and soft and fluffy there. Maybe I'll be looking like a Viking by the end of the season. High but society. So, High society. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, LSU is going to win out the rest of the year, so I'm not going to shave my beard either. <laughs> <laughs> Come Christmas time, I'm gonna have, be looking like a like Santa Claus, um, using this Norse beard to make it nice and soft and shiny. Uh, but so my upset upset specialist pick, this is who I'm putting on upset alert. We got NC State taking on Texas Tech. Texas Tech wow. just upset number 25 Houston, and they stormed the field, tore down the goalpost. The plate Lubbock burnt to the ground. Because they upset Houston. I mean, it was insane. What? Yes. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they stormed the field and tore down the, both goalposts. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I Our, thought that was the little brother school. Well, typically it is, but Houston has been good the past few years. And NASCAR Neal was in Lubbock. I'm surprised he's still alive. He made it out alive out of that town because, I mean, it's a big oil town. They were setting stuff on fire. It was crazy. <laughs> I can't can't confirm or deny that. I don't know if they were setting stuff on fire, but they, I mean, they threw a party like all get out. And I think NC State has been struggling. They lost once already, um, and so I could see them losing to Texas Tech. They just had a big win. They cut, they got some momentum. Take it to NC State, upset them, and keep on rolling. What's y'all's thoughts on that? I like it. No, I got another one here. Okay, what's Tyler's upset? I'm going pick? to the Big Ten. I'm going to put the Michigan State Spartans on upset alert this week. They're going to go all the way to Seattle, Washington to play Washington. And Michael Penix Jr. is the Huskies quarterback. And he has a lot of experience against these Big Ten schools. So, I mean, Michigan State, they played Akron and Western Michigan. Their first two ones, Washington played like Kent State and some known namers as well. So they both played a couple of cupcakes. But I think that Washington – as a quarterback this year, they got absolutely drugged last year uh, on the road in the big house. But, I mean, this is one of the, the craziest environments in all of college football. It gets very loud at Husky Stadium with, you know, the little awnings on both sides. So, I think that Washington gets it done and upsets number 11 Michigan State. Washington's the favorite, but 
in the rankings, this would be an upset. Yeah, in the rankings, it would be an upset. Yeah. Futz, do you agree as you're the our Big Ten correspondent? Um. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah. Michigan, yeah, Michigan State's just, I don't know. I, I don't think they're all there this year. Yeah. Uh, Mel Tucker's had his moment in, in East Lansing. I think it's time for reality to kick in, and, and I don't think – Michigan State can play in anything other than the snow or 25-mile-an-hour winds at home. So if that's not the case, and it's not going to be, it's not going to snow, I know that much, uh, I don't I don't think they're going to have a great season. And they might as, they might very well be uh, a team to lose on the road in Seattle. That's a tough place to play. So, Wade, what's the name of your volleyball team? Served Hot. I think served hot is putting whoever they're playing on upset alert tomorrow <laughs> night. Alert, served yeah. hot is coming in hot, and right. Wade is going to be upset specialist ball. himself. All upset right. specialist is predicting that served hot gets their first dub tomorrow night. So there's our our upset segments for the week. Uh, you head on over to NorthSpirits.com and a pro- promo code OCS for twenty five percent off your beardsman needs. I didn't even ask you, Wade, did you have an upset this week, or you just? Oh, no, no, I, I was going to let you skip over it. I hadn't done my homework. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Well. We got- your got, upset is your volleyball team. I got yeah. one for you, and you're going to think okay, I'm what, what nuts got, crazy about it, by the way. Oh, gosh. LSU oh. upset Mississippi State? I think I might I, know I totally who it agree. is. Well, who do you think it is, Tyler? I, I, I don't know if you're going to go this big, but are you going to go with the Gamecocks on, at home against Georgia? No, 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 no. Nope. no. Not that big? All right. Well, I, I like that go one. <laughs> I like yes. that one. And people are going to be pissed, I think, about this, but I'm going to pick Fresno State. To go against USC. I was looking at Pasadena. that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about well, that one. USC is looking pretty good. Up 20, well, Fresno's hung up 35 in the last two games. Uh, USC's the 12 and a half at home. Uh, at least it's going to be a close game, and maybe Fresno State can pull it out. All right. Well, I'd while we're picking it. on Houston for, I guess – setting the town of Lubbock on fire with their loss. How about 2-0 and Kansas going on the road to Houston, upsetting them? Oh, <laughs> You think Houston's going to drop two back-to-back? If, yes. If they do that, Houston's going to go like on fire, pick. especially to Kansas. I like <laughs> be able to get out of my house. Kansas went on the road and beat West Virginia. Carson and the Jayhawks. I mean, yeah, they, they look pretty good. I would good imagine the Jayhawks will be double-digit um, dogs. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You got – Texas, uh, Texas Tech upset NC State, Kansas upset Houston, uh, Fresno State upset USC, and Tyler, I don't remember what you said. Washington over Michigan State, sir. Washington <laughs> over Michigan State. So if uh, if we get off, if yes, we get one of them, no, 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 that is not an upset. How is that not an upset? Washington State's ranked. Favorite at home. They're ranked. They're yeah, literally but, but almost Washington's in the top ten. How is that not an okay? Uh, <laughs> no, I I agree with Tyler on this one. That, that's an. I know that they're the whole favorite, but I mean that's nothing really. That's not even a favorite. That's just like How a. Time y'all disagreed on something. The show. I, uh, we I know. I know he was just going to bring up something. He can't go one show if I disagree with <laughs> me. There's your TikTok content, Wade. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean it would be an upset in the rankings. I mean, I I agree with that one. I think it's an upset. But it hey, would like if one of those teams, like turn over like the Big Ten East. If Michigan do you want to talk about the rankings for a second? Why is Michigan? Uh, yeah, let's go. Really let's go ahead. Like, you know what? Uh, we didn't Michigan State ranked number here we 11. Go. <laughs> last <laughs> season, last season holdover. Yeah, yeah. Mel Tucker. Terrible. He's, he's I don't like the idea of releasing the polls like end of September, like week four or five of the season. 
And then let everybody play a few conference the, uh, games. The playoff rankings. They don't release yeah. those until later in the year. You know, yeah. I don't think the polls should matter at all until the playoff rankings. I, mean, I guess they don't. Really they don't. Theory. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what I was getting at. If one of these teams upsets somebody, one of y'all has to buy some Norse Beards oil, and we got to get some listeners get some Norse Beards oil so y'all can y'all can see the the soft beard I got on my face. Okay. Is it whoever doesn't no. upset or whoever does upset? Whoever's pick doesn't get an upset. Somebody's got to buy some beard They have oil. to shave their head, get a buzz cut. And, no. use more and then they have to use the beard oil on their head. <laughs> Until it grows back. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, because all, our luck, all four of us are going to be bald next year. <laughs> well, let's just say the least one is Fresno State against USC. I don't know. I kind of like that one. It's kind of shocking. I don't like I mean, they lost to Oregon State just now. I mean – yeah, but Oregon hey, State's going up against uh, like Caleb Williams and USC who just put up like forty two oh, on Stanford. He followed. He followed his his oh, dad God. to USC <laughs> to play football. Congratulations! Well, <laughs> he goes to where he wants to win a national championship, where it's easy. They ain't going to win well. a national championship. I can tell you that. They yeah, better do it before there. they move. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, next uh, little segment we've got on the show. Um, we asked last week for listeners to submit some questions, and we we got a question from our most loyal listener, Mr. Matthew Melanson. Uh, he asked, "It's about punting. Is punting technically a defensive play because the purpose is to give yards to the other team? On a punt, you're trying to defend your end zone by giving up fourth down to give the other team worse yardage. So, in hindsight, is." that a defensive play on the football field or would you still count that as an offensive play wait what do you think uh, i think it's defensive just kind of in the nature of you know you're like you said you're sacrificing a down that you could go for it by changing field position so it's like a defensive strategy um you know obviously it's got its own category special teams but if you had to pick between offensive and defensive um Definitely more of a defensive weapon because you're giving yourself a chance on defense to to play better. You know, you hopefully you don't have your back up against the wall where where the team's starting close in, in scoring position. Right. Tyler, is punting a defensive or offensive play? I think it's a defensive play, uh, especially, you know, if you, you cross midfield and you're out of field goal range. So you like punt it from like your opponents, like 45 and, the objective of what you're trying to do is you're trying to flip the field, trying to change the possession. So you're trying to pin them deep and, you know, set up your defense, uh, you know, to, to set up, a, you know, a potential safety if they get a sack or, you know, it's very tough for an offense uh, to, to, to breathe and, you know, get a first down. Because even if they don't get a first down, you know, your offense is once again, you know, setting themselves up for another great field position. Futch, what do you think? You guys want me to stir the pot or no? Yeah, I think I pretty much hit it on the head. So if you disagree with me, then, then. <laughs> let's stir the pot. No, Punting no. is an offensive play. I think I think you should go play. for it on all four downs. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, punters shouldn't even exist. Say, I was going to say that it's defensive in nature. I think it can turn into an offensive play, as we've seen multiple times. Um, they can do a fake punt. It was for Florida State. Fake punt and run 10 yards past the line of scribbage and then decide you want to punt it then. I mean, you yeah, can, like that one guy, that. South Carolina State. Yeah, I mean, that's also an option. So, no, uh, I, I think it's defensive in nature. Uh, it has offensive perks because 
like you said, Tyler said, if you do pin somebody deep, like the one yard line and you end up getting a safety. I mean, ultimately <laughs> that's what you want to do is pin somebody deep and you're, you can't tell me that a defense does not get fired up if they tackle somebody in the end zone and get a safety. I mean, that's Probably like the Texas did. They just didn't, the officials didn't get it right. Yeah. So I, I think that it can turn into offensive perks at the end of the day. Cause if you pin somebody in deep, they might be punting from their own five yard line then. And then, you know, you basically get the ball in their territory either way. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of like an offensive attack. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to throw and get the first down. So you, yeah kick it as far as you can deep so you're still advancing the ball, you know? That is if you trust your defense. More of a hybrid. Oh, well, yeah. Your yeah. defense, you know, can let up a 99-yard drive in a heartbeat. <laughs> right. How about this for punting? All right. So the Bengals tried their damnedest to win the game today, and oh, it just wasn't happening. So it was fourth and 16 there at the 50-yard line. And I know we're going to talk about some more special teams gaps here in a second, but – after all that, they had the ball at the 50-yard line, fourth and 16, really no chance at a field goal, and they decided to bring out the punter, basically hoping that the Steelers wouldn't go down the field and score in the final minute and win the game like they did. I didn't like the Bengals' approach to play for the tie. Like, why yeah. not let Joe go for it and give yourself a chance to win? But they, they deliberately punted as a defensive strategy, and it backfired because uh, Pittsburgh went down the field and, and won the game. Well, I yeah, can't. I don't, I don't like to play for the tie there. But I can't the blame them. I think you just roll out Evan McPherson in hopes that he nails like a sixty-plus yard field. Yeah, they had the backup long snapper. Well, <laughs> yeah, you gotta trust well, him at some that's point. What, <laughs> that's what this uh, this question was kind of getting to was, you know, week one NFL football. We had some crazy finishes, especially Jeez. with special teams. Special the kickers must have taken off the entire summer and preseason. Because they were missing field goals left and right. But like Wade said, this happened twice today. You had the Steelers and the Bengals playing for the tie and ended up backfiring against the Bengals, and Pittsburgh drove down a field goal to win the game. Then you had uh, the Texans and the Colts. The Texans had a real shot. The Colts, Rodrigo Blankenship, freaking sliced a, a ball 40 yards to the right of the field goal post, nowhere near it. And the Texans, yeah, the Texans get a uh, – get a chance to go down and score and, and it's fourth down there's like 10 seconds left and they punt it just step back and throw the ball and and hope for the best yeah I mean, give it a shot yeah they pl- they played for a tie and it was like that's that's just stupid. that's why i think they need to get rid of the tie you know like, yeah make them keep playing i mean go into another overtime half yeah and then make it seven Wait, but tech but the texans aren't Oh and one. They're oh and one. They're oh hey, and one. You're tied. I think like there's a tie each one like every year. <laughs> well, it's crazy because you had you had two games going overtime because the kickers missed field goals. Um, and Tyler, you take it from here because I'm about to sneeze. So <laughs> you keep okay. you keep going with the NFL talk. Sure. Look at that well, we had we had uh, the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants uh, pretty much end up in the same thing. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, uh, actually, I'll go backwards. So here, uh, the Giants actually scored. They went for two, so they were up 21 20. So Ryan Saquon had a heck of yeah, a game. Saquon I think he had like 175 Saquon rushing of, yards. Of old. Yeah. So, um, so going back to that, Ryan Tannehill drove down the field, and then they bring out Randy Bullock. Here comes the hero, and then he shanks it to the, to the left. So it was just not a good day for the kickers, unless you're Will Lutz, who nailed a what, like a 51-yard field goal? Uh, to win game. the game. And yeah, Cade York. 
Yeah, yeah and Kate, Kate York, York did yard field goal boy. too. So yeah, kickers had you know some positives, but it was a lot of negatives in week well, one. They might funny. be some kickers who get cut this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and you were sitting here talking while we're watching the game, we're watching in the Saints game. Of course, Will Lutz missed one earlier in the game, and we were like, "Oh, that's going to cost us." But he nails this one through the uprights, great. And then he goes to uh, on my side. It went to Houston versus Colts. Well, Rodrigo misses the <laughs> kick. They lose the game. Yeah. And Tennessee and uh, uh, New York. Help me out. New York. They miss the kick. They lose the game. And then you got Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. They were missing kicks yeah. left and right. Um, well, mostly and then, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. And then Pittsburgh ends up winning the game. Uh, I feel like there was one more that happened. Uh, came down well, to the last second. Well, based off of um, – well, Kid York won the game on – Right. He made the kick much. and they won the game. But um, you know, it brings up that in the NFL you only have a fifty-three man roster. Then you have to make three guys inactive. So you're playing with fifty guys come Sunday afternoon, and um, you know it's not like college where you have some walk-on soccer player that you know yeah, four-string kicker eighty yards. Yeah, you have backups at these positions, so teams have you know, maybe an emergency kicker or punter in place, but have you ever thought to have an emergency long snapper? I mean, like, you would think they would just roll out the center and go from there, but um, the Bengals, surprising the situation didn't. they found themselves in. Yeah, you and would they think had the to center use back would be the tight end, and it was yeah, awful. You'd think the center would be the one the most equipped to tell, hey, snap it like he's in shotgun. Yeah, but uh, I guess – there's a strategy to it or, or whatever, but uh, Kansas city did think a little bit ahead and uh, Justin Reed is their starting free safety. And we've seen him kind of kick it in preseason games, exhibition games, practice, whatever, kind of a, you know, viral sensation. But today uh, Harrison Butker briefly left the game and um, Eric Reed made the extra point stayed on the field to kick it off, and then stayed on the field again to play at safety. So yeah, that talk was, about uh, it. That was pretty cool. I texted yeah, our yeah, uh, special teams expert on You that get one. the points for field goals? Yeah, <laughs> talk that? about an all-around team player there. He just needed a pick six and then kick the PAT on his own. That would have been elite. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I mean, <laughs> shout-out Bucker, like, rolls his ankle and then comes out and nails, like, a 52-yarder on a bum leg to go into halftime. So he uh, he probably just got a nice little sh- shot of adrenaline, went out there and just booted that thing through the upright. They but really Matt said them. he loved the NFL today because he he noticed this stuff and he's Mister Special Teams. So he's he was a big kicker. He drafts three kickers in fantasy football. So. <laughs> Special teams matters. Yes. What uh what was one of y'all's favorite games today? I know, obviously the Saints because we're all Saints fans. But I mean, I liked that. It was Baker's revenge tour, and they ended up losing to the Browns on the last second. Uh, he did all he could, though. Yeah. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on the Saints, Tyler? They They looked a little slow, but they picked it up there at the end. Uh, they look uh, very awful on both sides of the ball. I mean, outside of that Taysom Hill uh, touchdown drive, the Saints were very inept on the offensive side. But whenever you know Atlanta, the Falcons blew it again. They were up twenty six uh, to ten with eleven minutes to go uh, in the third quarter, and then. Famous Jameis himself, you know, turns on the the, the light. And then, I thought he was getting taken out of the game there for a little no. bit. You know, he was walking towards yeah, the locker well, room. You got to the quarterback of that way. You can't uh, go back. No, go he just had it for injury because yeah, uh, he was kind of walking walking off the field. 
Yeah, it was good to see, though, uh, Michael Thomas back. Uh, he got two touchdowns. He, he, it was a very slow start uh, for him. Uh, but, yeah, this is was a gritty win, a uh, good comeback win as they'll host Tampa next weekend in the Dome. Yeah, it was a good first one for Dennis Allen, and they'll give us some momentum with, uh, with Tampa. Fletch, your, uh, your Pats didn't win today. W- what happened there? No, no, I, I had a feeling that was going to be the case. They they struggled against Miami when Brady was there, and they've never figured it out against Miami. Uh, I don't know what it is. It, it, that's the one team in their division they cannot figure that out. That Miami miracle, that's the one play that I remember. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's one of those. But I think the the best game of the day for me, the most eye-opening game, and it kind of shapes the future of the NFC, I think. Um, and that's Minnesota and Green Bay today. I think yeah, for sure that is the big story now in the NFC. It doesn't matter what Aaron Rodgers does. They can't put up more than one touchdown. And their best receiving player was a running back in A.J. Dillon. Yep. Five, I mean, five receptions for 40, 46 yards. Five reception for 46 yards. That's your best receiver. Uh, so I, that's sad. Um, not to mention Aaron Rodgers got lit up in that game. Um, I want to try to find that and send that to you. He got smashed. Well, he was taking all those psychedelics before the game. He couldn't yeah. see the rushers coming out. <laughs> hey, they did this last year too, and then they rattled off yeah. like 12 wins. <laughs> he got well, sandwiched so hard. And he, he just laid on the ground, and I was like, is he dead? I was like, I didn't know what was going on. And he kind of sat up really quick, and I, I don't even know if he knew where he was for, for a split second. Well, and another thing, the Vikings have been so close, but they've always – their defense has kind of held them back, and they went and made a bunch of uh, – you know, signed a bunch of guys on defense this year in the in the offseason. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them make a run uh, later in, in the postseason. But like Wade said, it's week one. The Saints routed the Packers last year, week one, and look what they look, look what the Packers ended up doing. But I do agree with you. They don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have like any wide receivers. Not much on the special on the offense besides Aaron Rodgers. So it should be uh, interesting going forward. Yeah, and credit and credit to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. I mean, Kirk Cousins had 277 yards passing. 184 of those yards went to Justin Jefferson today. So that's, that's what's crazy. Jettas, baby. That's I mean. Take him, uh, number three. But I don't think anybody's going to figure it out this year. I mean, I I guess – I mean, it's only the first game of the year, but Minnesota has something that nobody else in the NFL has. I mean, you have – I mean, they have basically what Aaron Rodgers had for a number of years with Devontae Adams. It's a flip script now in that division. Nope. Uh, I'm not going to say Kirk Cousins is the new Aaron Rodgers because he's not, but I – it's he's it's a good gonna, enough quarterback to put the ball yeah, where it needs to go and he is yeah to, to win a game yeah uh, and i think that's what it is it's gonna be I mean, those three guys they're kirk cousins dalvin cook and, and justin jefferson are going to be the three people that carry that that team and they might make the playoffs this year <laughs> i'd like to see megan i'd like to see jj get up there and uh get himself a ring oh we've had a shoot we had an hour and 20 minutes on the live show so far uh Kind of wrap it up here in the next few minutes. I've got a update from NASCAR Neil. I guess he did survive the carnage in Lubbock this weekend. He made it out alive uh, to, to actually catch the NASCAR game. He told me Bubba Wallace well, won today at Kansas. It's been a while since Bubba Wallace has been in the headlines. Um, he's For the second week in a row, a non-playoff driver has won a playoff race. 
and only Christopher Bell has clinched a spot in the round of 12 on points today as we go to Bristol for the last race of the round of 16. Um, and then kind of outside the playoff news, Kyle Busch is set to join RCR next year after a crazy season of speculation on where he would drive next year. He's leaving Joe Gibbs Racing and the 18 after winning two championships with the team. So a little mix up there in the NASCAR world. So stay tuned for next week's NASCAR meal take. Uh, y'all got anything else on your mind pressing you want to get off on the show? Yes, yes. I hate Kyle Busch, by the way. <laughs> oh, NASCAR heat. I hate Kyle Busch. So are you happy that he's leaving his team? Maybe you'll root for him after that? No, I'm not going to root for him. I'm just happy he's leaving. Uh, is he leaving Toyota or is he is he just leaving? I don't know if RCR. I, is, I don't. Uh, know I don't know Toyota or not. It all that's depends on the team. That that's definitely a new question. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just don't like him. The, the only thing good was the peanut M and M's on the car. That was about it. Peanut M and M's are very wise. underrated. Yes, they are very underrated. <laughs> I don't know about the DUIs, but it would be interesting <laughs> if one of those was on the NASCAR. Professional driver. Golly. No, peanut M&Ms have got to be one of the most underrated candies, in my opinion. Before we oh, show, like the best one we'll go, yeah, we'll go favorite candies. Tyler, what do you got? Skittles. Skittles. Okay, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> uh, wait, favorite candy. What are, what are we talking here? Got to go Reese's overall, but peanut M&Ms, very close. Fletcher, are you going peanut M&M's? No, 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 no. I'm not going peanut M&M's. Um, so I have this thing. So this is – sorry. This is a this is a thing. Uh, I have this thing. People buy me, like, Twix bars from different countries. Huh. Yeah. You're so, a connoisseur. Yeah. He's, he's a Twix collector. So the best Twix one I've had is from Belgium so far. Um, I currently have a white Twix in my fridge right now that I'm hesitant to eat. Ooh, it's a cold one too. Cold, cold Twix bars are a move. Yeah, same as like so, Kit Kats. Yeah, so it's it's good. I like them. The worst one I've had was Egypt. That one just didn't taste like chocolate. So it's I, like I, sand. I, might not have been. Yeah, I don't think. I really well, don't. What's think happening in the NFL back there, Tyler? What, what well, Mike got? Evans just scored a touchdown to put the Bucks uh, up eighteen to three. Live Damn. updates: eighteen to three. Bucks. <laughs> Uh, here, right? I don't know if the viewers can see this. The score and all in there. Yeah, we don't have the right to We don't. Yeah, but so so you're going with with Twix. Twix. Okay, mine is between Milky Way and Twix. What? Since you went Twix, I gotta go Milky Way. Okay. Uh, Milky right. Way. Well, you like can have all my leftover Halloween candy. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, you know, kind of the, the dark horse that a lot of people don't think about. There's this one candy bar. It's like a foot long. Charleston Chew. You probably okay. know about Wade. I We're gonna have that at our wedding because yeah, a little taste of Charleston. So yeah, um, I'm a big Charleston Chew guy. Really? <laughs> it's a good. Huh. It's good. Like toffee, like chewy candy. That's a bold take. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah, are you going to argue about Charleston? We could have an hour show on candies. <laughs> Let us know your favorite candies uh, in the comment sections. Uh, send us a question on Spotify if you like Twix better or peanut M and M's. Let us know. Uh, but yeah, that uh, kind of wraps up the show this week. Uh, first week of NFL football, second week of college football. We're gonna have some longer shows because we got a lot of games going on, a lot of drama, a lot of upsets. Hopefully, we have four upsets next week and nobody has to shave their head. Um, but <laughs> 
You can find all of us uh, at Sports Scramble 4 on Twitter. We go live, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We just started a Facebook page. Tyler's running that. So we all got our own little thing going on. We got Wade on the TikTok, Tyler on the Facebook. Jacob's pointing down at something. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I probably should put it in on a ticker so everybody could see it, but I don't have it <laughs> preset. Um, I do have our sponsors. So thanks out, uh, Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Um, we got Norsebeards.com, Righteous Felon, uh, and of course, Logaroo for your custom jersey needs. If you head on over to, let me hold up, let me show it, Logaroo.co and uh, hit up Colin. Let him know that we sent you. He'll hit you up with some custom jerseys, shirts, hats, the whole shebang. Um, but you can find our other two shows tomorrow. You'll hear Jacob and Tyler's lovely voices doing college football coast to coast Monday at three o'clock doing live. And you can catch them on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that uh, fun stuff afterwards. And then Tuesday night, Facebook, Tyler and Wade, Southeast sports talk. You can, uh, you'll hear from your upset specialist on his upset picks this week too. So, <laughs> But uh, we appreciate everybody watching. We hope you all have a, a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next time. What's up, everyone? Let me tell you about a company called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or even your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 